I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, that is not my opinion, Al. That is not my opinion. I don't need you to yell excitedly this morning i'm just excited to be here i'm excited to be here with all you fine people i'm just i'm in i'm in a good mood today what can i say why i don't know just some days you wake up on the right side of you know we are oh i know what it is can i tell you something yeah you and i are very similar on two different topics Mm. dodgers will have a bad loss yeah you're a little different in the morning well yeah that's probably lakers have a bad loss don't look at me You don't, you're feeling it a certain way. Don't look at me. I think I cracked the code. You know what it is? You know, I, I, I didn't do my Starbucks today. I hit Phil's on the way up today. You ever had a Phil's coffee? Good coffee. It's great coffee. Stronger coffee. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That that might be why uh, I'm feeling okay, so. Okay, wait. So before you get on the road yeah. or it, I got on it halfway up, up here. There's not one down by my house. There's only one. Halfway up here, no coffee? Yeah. From where you come up? Uh-huh. And not half, maybe a third of the way. But yeah, about a good 20 miles. Sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, it was fine. It was a, a great day. I'm ready to coffee. go. The Lakers entered play. This is a tweet from uh, ESPN Stats and Info. The Lakers entered play with a 230 and zero record, including the playoffs, yep. when leading a game by at least 25 points in a game over the last 25 seasons. They led by 26. What's the source? What's the source? ESPN again? Stats and Info. Just that those random guys that know everything. Is there a check mark there? <laughs> there is not. So there perhaps, is a check mark on their Twitter page. Is there? So there is on the Twitter page. Okay. I'm just you know I'm throwing it out there. I just want to make sure that uh, this is a reliable source. They led by 26 last night. Their largest blown lead over that span. So that's why I said it was the worst loss in a quarter century because it had never happened in a quarter century. A 25 point lead that was given back, and it was far worse than just that. This does not mean the Lakers season is over. This does not mean that they're a bad team. This does not mean anything other than last night was a bleeping disaster Mm -hmm. because it was. They didn't just blow a 26-point lead. They blew a 26-point lead to a team that, by the time it's all said and done, might be the worst team in the league. Something something here or not? I want to play something from Jay Williams here real quick. All right, so Jay Williams, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max doing their show in the morning. Um, we know Lakers have a ton of veterans on this squad. We know the Lakers, part of the reason why we think they got a good chance of winning another championship is because the experience that they have. Take a listen here, Jay Williams talking about some of these younger players going up against Lakers and LeBron. I've had some conversations over the last several days with some younger players in the league, which is kind of shocking to me because I never heard people say this about a LeBron James team, where they don't find the Lakers intimidating at all. They... People were actually excited about playing this team. Well, I I think, you know, right out the gate when I hear that, the league is different. So let, let's not pretend that this league right now, just kind of the way it's all set up, is every single night you're going to have guys that are running. The, the way the NBA is played is different than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Up and down, quick, get as many shots off as you can. That's advantageous to today's NBA. Yes. So that could be less advantageous to a team like the Lakers who, you know, listen, Wayne Ellington hasn't played a game yet. That's supposed to be one of the guys that can shoot threes, one of the guys that they brought in. 
THT is 20 Young, years old. Spry. Okay, he's athletic. the guy that you're going to say they want to run up and down. THT is going to run with him. Kendrick Nunn, another young player for the Lakers that we haven't got a chance to see yet. So mm-hmm. both of these guys, maybe we'll see them within the next four weeks, something along those lines. So if the league is now going as young as they are, Jay Williams is saying that these young players are not concerned about playing the Lakers. OKC and the San Antonio Spurs would be a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm going to read you a tweet from Eric Herrera, who is a regular of ours, because I think it's funny and I think that he might be onto something. The Lakers are built for the playoffs. The 2014 playoffs, okay? The, the idea of, yeah, they they, Delete that. they have a mute bunch him. of names. Block him. <laughs> I don't block. I, I'm liberally, You're a big muter. I liberally yeah. use the mute feature on Twitter. I'm a big fan of that. So if you think I'm not seeing it, I'm probably not. Just letting you know. Um, it, Send them the, to me and I'll, the, I'll print them out. <laughs> I'll print them out and hand them to Travis. In the morning. Here's your morning reading. Hey, Trav, uh, this dude had three different tweets. He really wanted you to see. <laughs> you could be my guest. That's that's pretty great. I'm going to put your cell on, on Twitter. Just <laughs> yeah, text him. Trav directly. Send Here's his number. Screenshot. Like, look, there, there may be something there. There may be something to the intimidation factor or lack thereof. There may be something to the you way. You give that, them something to be intimidated well, about. You know who they're not intimidated of? And not because he's not a great player, not because he doesn't compete most night, but Anthony Davis does not. It's not. Oh, I have to deal with that tonight. Sometimes it is, but not every night. Last night, last night, I know Russell Westbrook had the ten turnovers. I know he had the brick towards the end. I know that uh, Malik Monk had the air ball. I know that Carmelo had the air ball. I know that the entire team played poorly defensively. I, I, I get it. No, but last night's one of those nights. You want it, Anthony it, Davis, few minutes left to go. Guys, enough of this BS. Give me the damn ball. Quit screwing take around. Over. And oh, by the way, funnel every dude right into me in the center. I'll handle business on take the defensive over. side. In the timeouts, you want to see him there with Coach Vogel. Stop this whole. We're gonna have Malik Monk with the ball at the top of the. Give me the damn ball and let's finish this game. Let's get back to Staples Center three and two. Let's get LeBron back on Friday against the Cleveland Cavaliers and let's start kind of changing the narrative. That didn't happen. And yesterday. that's not what happened. That we went through the last four or five minutes of clock time, not even just basketball time, where he was both teams absent. missing AD on the perimeter. He's absent. Mm-hmm. It, he, there's no one else in that building that within a hundred miles of his talent. Got a question for you. 30 days from now, what's this team look like? They're, they'll be better. They'll be better. 60 they, days from now. They'll, they'll be better. I, I, better I than the 30 days? I, who knows? I, in, I don't know that. I, I can't. I don't know. if So if we're saying they're 10% better in 30 days, I don't know if they're 20% better in 60 days. What I know, They can't be worse than they've been, so they have to get better. It, it will not stay like this. They have too many good players to stay like this. But I do think that what we've seen through five games leads you to believe that there may be some stuff that is problematic. Not fatal, but problematic. Things that need to be addressed. And and arguably, one of the biggest ones for me yeah. is Anthony Davis's inability to deliver a Anthony Davis performance against a team like that. That game happens way too often. It, it should happen maybe once or twice a season, not once or twice a you month. You said something earlier that I think is important because you said this isn't on one player. No. The Lakers as a whole, so far through five games, I can sit here and, and everybody, the coaching staff as well, I can sit here and kind of critique every single individual and say they could have done this, that person could have done that. Collectively, that 2-3 and three record, the 2-3 and three record that they have, 
probably doesn't actually even tell the full story. Remember when it, yesterday we were talking about this, that they could easily be 0-4? Okay, but give them credit. They won a couple games, came back and won, held off the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. We're trying to give them as much credit as possible, but they've also kind of put themselves in a position where you can – you can dissect what they've done so far, and uh, you know certainly not that many positives coming from it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We're going to take some calls here in 10 seconds. I just want to throw this in there, too. Yep. I think if there is a silver lining from last night, and this I'm, I'm stretching here. <laughs> I'm trying to find oh, one. I got one. The, I got the, for lining. me, the silver lining was no one pretended it wasn't a catastrophe. No, none of the players, the coach, it didn't feel like it was like, guys, this happens in the NBA every once in a while. Every once in a while, something weird. Like There was none of that. Everybody was saying, this is a mess. This is something that can't happen. This is something that never needs to happen again. I, I appreciated that. All right, let's do this. Uh, phone number is 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN if you want to react to Lakers, uh, not just yesterday, but through the first five games of the regular season um your thoughts on that let's start off with let's go to noah in studio city noah what's going on appreciate you calling in hey guys appreciate being here you know you guys probably save a lot of marriages because i don't think my wife can handle me screaming at the tv anymore put her on the phone <laughs> put her on the phone noah we're ready we're ready to talk to her <laughs> i may i may take you up on that at some point oh god um, uh, you guys cover so much. You're you're both so smart and intuitive. I, I agree. Well, smoke. You, you, yeah, I, I thought you might. Uh, <laughs> but I'll try to get a, 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 an angle in here. You know, when in the in the post game, you know, I saw Russ and and AD. You mm -hmm. know, going. You know, well, you know, we just got to learn from this. You know, got to move on. You know, you know, can't can't let teams off the hook. I'm like. What are they going to learn? What did they not know going into this that they now understand? Mm -hmm. That you can't let bad teams off the hook when you're killing them? That you have to play defense? That's, I just didn't feel like they're giving lip service because they aren't really ready, or at least not publicly, to answer the real questions, which are, look, we all know how talented AD is, and we can't avoid this anymore that it's between his ears is where the issue is. And yeah. until he decides, hey, I don't want to be that dude anymore. I want to be this dude. And he needs to figure out why he's not. It's not going to change. He's going to have moments where that shows up. But, like, for like, can you imagine magic? Well, I, I think you bring up a really good point, Noah. Thanks for the call, and thanks for the nice words, sincerely. Um it, your point, dude, they learned the lesson of, hey, you need to take every game seriously. You need to take every opponent seriously. I, I would I would be more willing to listen to that as a possible, possible explanation as to what happened last night. This is not a young team. This is not a bunch of kids that are just in their first or second year in the NBA who are getting their first little taste of success and thinking that their you-know-what doesn't stink and we're just going to go out there and we'll just roll the balls out. My jersey says Lakers, we're going to win. These guys are all vets. With very look at that roster, these guys have been around this league for a long time. Anthony Davis is a vet. Melo is a vet. Dwight's a vet. DJ's a vet. There, there, there is no learning curve Every when it comes to that stuff. There's a learning curve when it comes to how do the pieces fit together. But there's no learning curve on hey, we got to take every game seriously. These guys have all been around the block a hundred times. All right, let's go to another call here. Let's go. Man, we got a we got a lot here. I'm trying to figure of all the topics because everybody's <laughs> all over the place with what they want to uh, provide here. Let's go to Pedro in Inglewood. Pedro, thanks for calling in, bud. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Siwa? Um, 
I uh, actually called your show when you was just you with, without Travis a year ago. It was a never lot, heard of yeah. it. A lot, lot better that way, but you know <laughs> yeah, you gotta. We anyways, have to. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I was call- I called you last year because uh, you were arguing that Anthony Davis was just a way better player than Giannis, and you would take uh, Anthony Davis over Giannis ten out of ten times. I just want to know how do you feel about that now? Um. Well, listen, I'll, I'll be as straight as possible. It is it's completely flipped. And let me tell you why it's flipped. The reason why I'm making an argument last year, Trav, he's a two-way player. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons why Anthony Davis spends so much time on the perimeter, why does he do that? Trav, why does he spend so much time on the perimeter? Because he's a skilled player that can do things that Giannis can't do. That's one reason. Giannis demolishes people down low because he's not confident. He doesn't have a 15-foot no, jumper. He doesn't have an 18-foot like, jumper. Not like Anthony Davis does. But this is what's changed. What's changed is Giannis has become one of those players in the NBA now. How, whatever it takes, I don't care what my game – does my game look good? Does it not, Whatever it takes to win, I'm going to win. Um, he is the head of the snake for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's got good help, right? Middleton's a nice player, Drew Holiday's. Sure. AD can – I don't want to say hide because that's not the right word. I agree. He's behind LeBron James. Sure. AD is not the franchise player of the Lakers. No. As in he's not, not the – Not yet, right? That's going to eventually happen. I think that narrative has changed. And also there is the availability that has something to do with it as well. There is the playoff run that Giannis just had. I mean, all that kind of comes into play. Look, Giannis is the right choice at this point. And look, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to defend you, but you can have an opinion – a year ago and change that opinion based on new information that's not being wrong that's just getting more information and saying oh yeah this is this is clear that this is a better choice than that one Anthony Davis is a great player Giannis is a great player but Giannis's performances are far more consistent than Anthony Davis's we we just don't get that hey where was Giannis? skill set not no it's different Anthony Davis is a more skilled, skilled player guy, but if you're just telling me hey you're gonna go play the next couple of seasons I'm okay. taking Giannis let, let me let me say this about AD real quick this is his next step in his evolution it's been in the league 10 years Okay, but even in those 10 years, you could be a certain type of player. Then you come on a team where LeBron – this is LeBron James' team until it's not LeBron James' team. Agree. His next evolution, and you could feel confident about this or not confident about it, either he's going to become that player that also is get on my back. Enough of this, okay, you're going to want – you want to take a three, you want to do this. Fellas, we're going to play defense together or we're going to fall flat on our face. I don't know if that leadership on a night-in, night-out basis, because you see it with LeBron, you see it with Kobe, you see mm-hmm. it with Magic. There's, you see you it with saw it with Magic at 19. You saw it with LeBron at 19. You saw it with Kobe Bryant at 19. He's 10 years in. You could be right. You could be right. Maybe maybe that's not – I, I want to I play something here from Anthony Davis. So I think Taylor just put this on here. This Let's is, do this. Let's play it right now, and then we'll come back. Here, here's AD. This ain't no adjustment, period, at all. Not this game. That's just straight on, on us. It's not – no. Other games possible, but this isn't a definite game where, you know, I feel like it's oh we're still learning each other, we're still not this game. All right, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna need you to translate that for me so I can understand. What Take more of your phone calls as well. And we got more phone calls as well. That's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Brutal feels about right. Not terminal, not the end of the line. There's five, what are the 77 regular season games left? You got a long way to go, a lot of time to improve, but it's a re- it's a really hard to look at what you saw last night, Slee, and not feel like what in the world happened. That was a disaster. So that clip that uh, we played here a second ago, I'm going to kind of... From me... Charlie Brown's teacher? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, AD said read this off exactly there's a learning curve when it comes how the pieces fit together but there's no learning curve on hey we got to take every game seriously basically what what Anthony Davis saying for all this talk about hey it's going to take time it's going to take time last night's game does not it's not in that category they screwed up they know they screwed up he was genuine about the loss but with all that being said it's not going to obviously bring that game back sure how they react to it and what they do from here the 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 thing about AD that I really like that I really like is when he has a game like last night. Oh, he's going to be honest. He owns it. 100%. He, he, he doesn't try to run from it. He doesn't try to hide from it. He, I, I'm kind of projecting here a little bit, but on the flight back to Los Angeles last night, I bet you more than one time the thought went through his head like, why, why in the world didn't I just demand the ball? Why didn't I just be myself? Why didn't I just – I'm the best player in the building. Why didn't I do that? That he he owns it. He's a very self-aware guy who happens to be a fantastic player. Yeah. Who happens to have way too many moments where you're like, dude, what are you waiting for? It's this very odd combination of personality traits. Let's try uh, another one here. Let's go to George in L.A. George, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's up, George? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, this is my thought. I I thought it was uh, a coaching mistake on the part of Frank Bogo. I think going into the game, he should have basically prepped the team saying, hey, you know, I know they're a last-place team. These these games are, are easy to fall into a trap of letting your guard down. And uh, you could tell that it was mental fatigue playing a, a, a team that's on four. And you see these young guys running around. And these guys that were playing like they were tired, and they, it was more of a mental thing. That's why the air balls, they couldn't shoot from their legs. The rotations, I had problems with Vogel's rotation. I like uh, that Reeves kid uh, a lot, but I kind of think when you're talking about, you know, when the game's on the line, you can't have Austin Reeves in there. you got to have Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley was making – he's shooting at a very high percentage from three-point, and that's what we needed in this game to catch up in the game is three-point. We didn't have that. The catch up. They were ahead by 26 so. points. Yeah, that's the problem. George, that's the yeah, problem with they, the argument. I mean, is- I, I hear you, George. There's a couple of things. Number one, they weren't trying to catch up. They blew a 26-point lead. Okay, so this isn't, hey, let's catch them. They, they fell behind at the very end. I understand what you mean, but that's not what this was. Also, if what you're saying is right, George, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I'm saying, if, if what you're saying is correct, that this was mental fatigue and physical fatigue and not having their legs under them to shoot John, we got a big problem. <laughs> we, if that's true, and I don't think it is, but first of all, you can't be mentally fatigued after four games. You can't be physically fatigued after four games this is these guys are nba basketball players that again this goes back to what we were talking about a second ago mm-hmm. Slee. these are all guys that have been around the block a million times there's no kid other than reeves there's nobody out there that has got big eyes and this is brand new for you know who else is uh two and three in the nba right now 
The Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Look at the Lakers and the Nets both coming out to don't they taste two a and three starts. They, they don't. They, I mean, obviously Kyrie that that has a lot to do. Actually, with Actually, the, there's a James Harden part of this that's very. Well, interesting. They changed you know, the rules. Change the rules. <laughs> yeah, change the rules, and, yeah. and it's having an effect. You know, he's averaging three free throws a game. Three free throws a game. That's James Harden. Thank goodness. So, oh, the product Thank was goodness. awful under that. It was circumstance. Hard to watch. Question for you: What do you think of the final play of the game? Russ getting thrown out. I thought that Russ overreacted to something that wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal at all. Keep, keep, let's, let's set this up. Oklahoma City had come back from 26 points behind. Yep. For a team that is probably going to win, what, somewhere between 15 and 20 games? Some, somewhere in there? That's, that feels about right. Maybe yeah. it's a little less. Maybe it's yep. a little more. They're not good. They're not going to the playoffs. It's probably going to be their biggest win of the season. Sure. And they're young and they're inexperienced. They're the exact opposite of what we just said for the Lakers. And they won the game after being down 26. There was a bad pass. He steps in front of it and goes down and dunks the ball. Darius Basley we're talking about. And Russ didn't like that he went and finished with the dunk. Because once he intercepted the ball, for all intents and purposes, the game was over. The game, the game was probably over even before the play. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's excited. He went and dunked it. There was no turning around, grabbing your crotch or slitting your throat or any of this stuff, the Laker bench. He was just fired up. He's a young kid who made an enthusiastic play and dunked the ball in a moment. And Russ overreacted because he was angry that the Lakers had blown that game. That's the key right there. By the way, and I, you know, there's the unwritten rules. Baseball is, you know, and they're almost always dumb. And and they're usually mostly in baseball. Yes. Right? Baseball is... Well, baseball has got more dumb stuff than just about anybody else. Hurry the hell up. You just hit 425-foot blast. Don't, don't even, go too fast. Don't go Yeah, don't go too fast either. You better... That's my favorite unwritten rule I swear rule of baseball. if you admire it, and damn it, if you even... If the bat accidentally flips over, we got an issue. Thankfully, we've gotten away from a lot of... But my favorite thing ever is yeah. you can get a fastball in your ribs if you run the bases too slow but you can also get one if you run it too fast. There's like this little sweet spot where you have to stay in. That's that's a little slow. Fastball in the ribs. Maybe what you should do, you should be a little more considerate. Ask the pitcher what he would prefer prior to the pitch coming. Okay, that's number one. But we're we're looking back at that Russ thing yesterday. I I get where Russ is coming from. He's upset. Russ is coming from the – and he had mentioned it yesterday too. It's kind of an old school mentality of the game. I get where he's coming from in the sense of, you guys are up six already, or five, or whatever it was. The game's over. Do you really need to dribble the ball out? Just dribble mm-hmm. the ball out and call it a game. Mama played on the other side. You set it up perfectly. They're excited. They're this, they're that, all that stuff. You're upset because you lost by 26, that this is in front of Oklahoma City fans who love and admire you and everything else. You're upset that you were embarrassed on a basketball floor, not you personally, but just your entire team, right? The, the entire squad was. I think it had more to do with that than the guy trying to run up the score. And I think you also set it up. It's not like he was out there. You know, Jay Crowder was doing things at the end of that Lakers game. It was none of that. Devin Booker was pointing his finger. It it literally had nothing to do with that. And even when Russ went after him, he wasn't even paying attention. He's like, ah, I'm just trying to. (laughs) He was just running around. Are we we, we inbounding the ball again? Are they? (laughs) Maybe I can get another one. (laughs) Yeah, I, I. I don't know if anybody in the whole building was upset about it other than Russell Westbrook. He seemed to be the whether watching the postgame show on TV yeah. that Robert Ory and and, and and James Worthy seemed to be okay with it. I, I don't know that any of the other Lakers seemed to have too big of a problem with it. There it wasn't a in your face blank blank you moment. It was a I can't believe we just won this game and I'm fired up. 
There's yeah. a massive difference between those two things. All right. So that that's what happened last night. The problem is LeBron James hasn't played in these last couple of games. Yeah. And I thought that the reason you went out and got all these other vets, that the reason you had Russell Westbrook, that Anthony Davis was ready to step into Give these him a roles, couple nights off. That just, let's see, hey, yeah. look, that, that bothered you a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Why don't we take a night off? And it's not, it's just not happening, Slee. It's just not happening. That I, This is a team that should not be scraping by without LeBron James. And to, like you said earlier, LeBron was there for Memphis. LeBron was there for Phoenix. LeBron was there for uh, the Golden State Warriors. They, they just have not had even a small fraction of basketball that's looked the way we had expected I'm going to go back to something I said earlier that I'm glad the Lakers lost yesterday. I really am. Like I, I, I genuinely – I'd hate for them to be able to kind of walk through the back door, keep their hands up, and say, hey, nothing to see here, everybody. We walked away with a win. All is good. We're 3-2. and two. They did that against the San Antonio Spurs. They were able to kind of sneak out the back door and say, hey, we got an overtime win, right? Hey, look at us. We battled. We were down 12 in the fourth quarter. I thought yesterday, and this is just gonna this is going to be the the key thing moving forward for the Lake Show. How do you respond? What are they going to do against Cleveland? What's going to happen over these next ten games, fifteen games, twenty games? But what we have watched so far, I can't sit here and and, and say it honestly to any Laker fan listening is, do you remember that stretch of really good basketball so far this year? I I, I don't. Maybe there's a moment or two, but there isn't, hey, that half was fantastic. I don't think we've seen yeah, that. You said something there that really just kind of made my eyes pop open that, you know, the early part of the season is can they bounce back and resi- be resilient? It's like, well, that was never part of the plan. <laughs> like the, the, the part of the plan they was – They don't have a choice. Oh, I understand. Yeah. You're, you're 100% right. But the, the, the plan I thought was, hey, let's figure out how these pieces fit together to go win a championship while we win most of these games anyway. Yeah. And then we find a way to beat the very best teams in the league. This is how do we find a way to win some games. That's a, a very different issue early in the season. One positive note, too, another silver lining. Clippers are one and three. So I think, you have to, I think sometimes – you have to take a step back. The Slee special. You really have to soak that portion in in the NBA standings. Draven Slee's brought to you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. A little fact go cap. down, they come down with us. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all you, I'm trying to you're say. You're the guy that if, if you're on the side of the lifeboat, you're pulling yes. the guy in the boat over the edge yeah, with we're you all as going well. over. I like yes. it. We're I like it. Over. Little factor cap, a little dining out edition of factor cap. Okay. That's coming up next. Traven Slee, 710 ESPN. You know what was great about that? I went on Twitter immediately after you asked your question about Costco and bags, and pe- somebody on Twitter was calling you an eco-terrorist. <laughs> See what you get with your plastic bags, Lee? They How could be you? paper bags. <laughs> well, they, they have to be plastic bags. You still got to make the, the, the paper bags out of a tree, you know. How dare you? Have you guys ever been to Aldi? They do the same thing. I have not been to Aldi. I've seen Aldi. Maybe it's because I've been bowling the budget in. for a while. but I have not been in. Uh, Trav only does high-end Super, super boutique grocery stores. Uh-huh, like Albertsons. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but Aldi's the same spot. thing. You have to have he your walks own, into your Albertsons with his nose up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Direct me to your finest Dolly Madison sweets. That's, uh, that's Where is the sushi? <laughs> I, by the way. Don't Not sleep, bad. Don't sleep on Albertson Sushi. I'm just th- it's a it's a twice no, a week gro- hit for me. Grocery stores are they're doing their thing with the There's sushi. There's the lady right behind the counter. I see her making it fresh every yep. day. I'm a, it's a it is a solid stop in my rotation at the uh, Albertson's Sushi Store. Little factor cap. It is a cap. It 100 percent is a cap. What's up, Emily? So. Uh- 
Here's some news for out of Oakland. The city of Oakland approved a plan for a multi-billion dollar waterfront stadium uh, that would house the A's if they choose to stay in Oakland. So my uh, statement is, waterfront stadiums are superior stadiums. Alan, it says factor cap. Okay, so put it this way. If you're building a new stadium Mm -hmm. and you're coastal, Mm -hmm. throw it over by the water. If it's the, if it's historic like Dodger Stadium is, and it just already has, it's not like the Dodgers are building a new stadium and they've decided to put it right there. They're put it in Long Beach Harbor. <laughs> it's historic, <laughs> right? I think there's something about, and I use just two examples. Let's stay in the NL West. Petco Park's pretty damn beautiful. I okay. Make sure you erase this immediately after I say it. It's the best ballpark in Major League Baseball. Okay, the Giants and there's what is theirs? Is it AT and T? Yes. Okay, AT and T Park. Pretty damn cool. Somebody hits home run, yeah. and you got people in there basically kayaking yeah, to go get, to get the, the ball. To go get the ball. Yeah. It, it is. It makes for such an enjoyable experience on TV. But actually, going to the game, and again, we'll go back to Petco. There are areas you can go sit, and they got a lot of these local breweries that are brewing good sure. beer, right? Yeah. There are areas you sit at Petco Park where your squad is playing behind you, and there you are drinking a beer. Taking a look at the Coronado Bridge and all the water right in it's front a of you. really good spot. If you can do it, and again, if it's a new stadium, let's use the A's as an example here, put an X to the water. Yeah, it's it's the right thing to do if you can do it. I've just been hearing about the A's in a waterfront stadium at Jack London Square in Oakland yeah. for the time I was six years old. It's like, come on, just move to Vegas. I, I would hate to see them leave because I love the A's in Oakland. I think that the A's are a fun team to watch. They don't have any money. Just lost the they're Raiders. Competitive. Oakland is a big town yeah. that deserves a baseball, all, all of yeah. that stuff. But I've been hearing that they're leaving for 30 years. Either leave or don't. You Let's know the promise. On. Problem is, Vegas is going to say, "Okay, wait, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You're building one over there. Build a lake. We will build. <laughs> we will connect the Pacific Ocean. We will find a way to do. They're it. building the moon in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, like, you got to do something. We build a canal. We got the California Aqueduct that the goes from north right to south. Too. Hoover Dam. We'll yes. reroute it. There you yes. go. Throw it all in there. Why not? All right, so this next one comes from a conversation that I overheard yesterday. So I was at <laughs> practice. My co-coach was chatting up with another coach and. All they were talking about was how how they got to practice, like the roads they took to get to practice. Interesting. I'm listening. Tell me more. <laughs> so before I came here, I listened. What road did they take and where exactly <laughs> what were time you guys day? located? What was the weather like? Oh were there God. any sig alerts? Send me the screenshot of Waze. <laughs> I'm curious if you could text your coach. So I, uh, you know, before I moved to California, I knew some about California through the SNL sketch, The Californians. What are you doing, Stuart? <laughs> it, Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> so that's what I thought about, but I didn't realize that it that's was good. actually true. So people in L.A. only make small talk about what roads they're taking to get somewhere. Travis, is this factor cap? Well, let's just say that as I was driving home yesterday, yeah. Uh, I called my dad, and, and he and I were just chit-chatting a little bit, and he, he said something like, I heard it took you a long time to get to work. He heard us talk about it. 
I spent a good 15 minutes recapping. I don't know if that's the, enough time. The, the variety of roads. That, yeah. Well, Dad, usually I take the 405, you know, north and kind of come around 110. I head into downtown. It's more lanes. There's fewer trucks. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit longer of a drive, but it's a little bit easier of a drive. But yesterday I got a little bit of a late start, so I decided to go up five. Mm. There was an accident right Talk by. Talk to me, buddy. I'm listening. <laughs> There was an accident right by Artesia Boulevard. It's only down to three lanes. Now we're down to one lane. So I had to get off. I had to go around Beach, get back on the 91. We did, the, And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, he was into it. He, was, he was into Why it. Why wouldn't he be into this it? This is a California thing, but it may, you may be right, Emily. You're pro it probably is a fact that we. it's the only thing we talk about because it's terribly important. Okay, we you, need to know alternate routes. So at all the question, times. the question was, it's, is it small talk? And you said fact, right? Yes. It's cap. It's not small talk. It's larger than small talk. <laughs> it's vital it's talk. A, it's a, it's a large conversation. <laughs> Fifteen minutes is not small talk. That's a lot of time. You know what I mean? We, we spent, you know, right. we spent right. a certain amount of time talking about Lakers basketball. That's a long conversation. We're having a long conversation. No, you're right. Unfortunately. You're, I, it is the conversation. You know, when somebody we says... spend all this time in our cars. We need to know how to move around. When somebody says, yeah, I got to drive out to LAX. Ooh, how are you going? When are you leaving? I'm at, I got what eight time? questions how lined up before they home? get even further. How many people in the car? You get the carpool lane or no? You got to sit in the non-carpool lane? What's the you terminal? Gotta... Are you doing Southwest? Okay, let me say this. I've done Southwest before. Stay the on the front. left lane. <laughs> If you got, if you, well, number seven is United. You come in, you can go straight from one to seven. You don't have to go all the way around the horn. There's, there's you guys a lot of things. Do you know on. that there's like navigation apps? Like, that's literally all I use. No, I, this see, all they, has gone uh, way no, over I, my I, head. I do navigation oh, all course, day long. So do I. Yeah. But the navigation app, more often than not, is just going to give you the shortest distance. Sometimes they got some live traffic and things. But if you I know. feel like you're smarter than the navigation oh, app? Oh, I oftentimes am. Yeah. And I, because if you get off. No, if, you're not. No, I am. No, you're not. Sleep. If I see that yes. right up here is an accident, yep. but I can get on this freeway on ramp, but I know it goes through yeah. and no one's going through because they don't know it goes through and you can just re-enter the freeway half a mile down the road. I have the, a the, feeling. The navigation apps don't know that. This is how I look at the navigation apps. If I go against them, like if they say, hey, this is the route you're going to take. And I say, no, I'm not going to go that way. The app will be deleted. <laughs> it will just be off of my phone. They're listening. They're watching. I am not going against Waze. Emily buried the lead on, on this question, by the way. Don't point she, at her. She said that she was at practice. And we were talking this morning about it. And I said, so how many kids do you have in your water polo class? Yep. And we said the other day they're 10 to 12, correct? Yep. 10 to 12 age. That's their, their age. She has 20 10 to 12 year olds under her command by herself in water in the pool that is insane to me hey i'm a commanding person i they guess so I, that that uh yeah it's an aggressive I do my TikTok swing. dances for them it's great and they, and they <laughs> pay attention to me so Perfect. <laughs> all right next one uh so this is a quote from uh, jack del rio who is the defensive coordinator for washington football team so he said I'm going to channel Mike Tom well, when asked about the USA job. He said, I'm going to channel some Mike Tomlin right now. Did he shut it down or what? Mike's a beauty. I feel really good about being a defensive coordinator in the NFL, and I like my job. So, is he lying? Travis, is this factor cap? Fact. Because what did we talk about with Mike Tomlin the other day? Hey, Mike Tomlin, are you going to be the SC coach? I don't know how many times I have to say this. Never say never, but never. That's a joke to me. No one has enough money to hire me. I have one of the best jobs. Anyone I want to ask Andy Reid about that or Sean Payton about that, I'm done. I am not leaving never say never, but never. Jack Del Rio said, hey, how about that Coach Tomlin? How about Coach Tomlin over there? You guys see what Coach Tomlin said? Nah, man, I'm cool. <laughs> of course he's lying. Of course he is. Some people know how to sell things. Other people don't.
some people have Mike Tomlin sold you on if you even bring up that question again we're going to have an issue and oh by the way let me throw out a couple other NFL coaches that are not getting the same question I mean you walked away saying uh guys I think strategically as a group of journalists here we will not ask Mike Tomlin <laughs> that question again everybody in agreement yes I think some of these other coaches, they have danced around it, and they've danced around it for reasons. Tomlin ain't going anywhere. It's a different one. One, you got a defensive coordinator. This one, you got one of the most established organizations in all of sports, um, which you said three coaches, head coaches in how many years? Like 50. It's literally. an honor to Chuck be. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin and since this the isn't, 70s. And this isn't discrediting the USC job. You got a, a program that A is in college, B is an NFL gig that three coaches have had over X amount of years. It's one of the most prestigious NFL franchises. This, this ain't a chat. And with Jack Del Rio's name comes up every time that job comes open. Mm -hmm. Jack, Del, Jack Del Rio is a former USC linebacker. He's a former USC catcher. It's one of my favorite things. He caught Randy Johnson in college. Really? So, yeah. He was the catcher on the baseball that. team when Randy Johnson was pitching there. And And by the way, it's not a bad choice. I don't know if it's the number one choice, but it's not a bad choice. He's got ties to the community. He's got ties to the university. He's been a head coach in, at high-level places, the Raiders, the Can Jacksonville Jags. Can you bring people in? Yeah, I think he probably could. I, look, he wouldn't be my first choice, but if Is they— Is a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old sitting there and saying, I like what this guy is selling? Yeah, I think I think he could—now you got to get the right assistance and yeah. all this, but put it to you this way. If they held a press conference tomorrow and said, we're announcing Jack Del Rio as the head coach, I'm listening. It's not an automatic, what the hell are you guys doing, the way that some of those other names were. Yeah. All right, uh, one more, really quick. Uh, you enjoy going to chain restaurants when you're traveling. Tra uh, Alan, is his factor cap? Uh, I don't enjoy going to chain restaurants when I'm not traveling. So I don't think it's going to help when I am traveling. Like if I, you know, you, we mentioned this. I've gone to a couple different places. Mm -hmm. I'm going international. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to Carl's Jr. when I'm in Turkey. Okay. okay I'm not hitting got, up KFC I got, at I got Istanbul. Of, I got a lot of questions. Is there a Carl's Jr. There's in a KFC. <laughs> yeah, KFC's everywhere. There's a KFC. McDonald's is everywhere. I remember rounding a corner. Here you are in the heart of Istanbul. Walking and Finger just these <laughs> unbelievable restaurants and this, and here's the waterfront here. That side is the Asian side. You're on the European side. All this historic, oh, my gosh, unbelievable. And here I am rounding a corner, and there's KFC. <laughs> and you know the worst part about it? You thought about it? Packed. <laughs> Packed house. So would that be the equivalent it was, of like— It was a sold-out <laughs> staple center. If you went somewhere here and found like a Turkish restaurant, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, let's go get that. Are they like, oh, look, it's KFC from America. Try the American restaurant. Maybe that's what it is. Bro, it could be. Yeah. But even that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, you know— I'm not searching for chain no. restaurants. Let's put it out of that way. No, I think that that's uh, cap as well. I, I'm if I'm traveling, I want to eat what the locals are eating. Yeah, I, I want to eat in the place. And you travel far more often internationally than I do. I did, had a handful of experiences, but not many. But even if you're going to you Chicago, to I did go to Russia. It was awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. I, I, that uh, if you're in Chicago or New York or yeah. New Orleans. I don't need to go. To, I want to go do something local in these places. How about The Office when he's in New York? It's Esbaro. Yeah, they're my favorite local pizza place. One of the most authentic places. I don't know that says New York pizza. It goes tomorrow. Oh, Pretty great. Pretty great. All right. Uh, Andrew Friedman spoke yesterday talking yeah. about 
the Dodgers season and some of the questions that were asked of Dave Roberts were asked to Andrew Friedman. I think we I'm got not, some answers. I'm not going to lie, Slee. A little surprise. A couple of them really caught me by surprise. Yeah. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the Lakers have kind of uh, been the main focus today. That'll ha- that'll happen, Slee, when you blow a 26-point lead to a team that's not expected to win a whole bunch of games. But Andrew Friedman spoke yesterday. Yeah. And there there's a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, I talked about the offense and why it was having a little trouble finding traction over the last month or so of the season. He talked a little bit about Trevor Bauer. He talked a little bit about Clayton Kershaw, and we'll get to some of that. But I want to start with this because – I thought this was really interesting when we were talking about what the, the Julio Urias's usage is was the topic of the postseason, other than their inability to hit, which was, for me at least, the headline. Urias pitched four times in 13 days in three different roles, and one of those roles was when he came in in Game 2 of the NLCS against the Braves to pitch the eighth inning and did not pitch well and got hit around, and then he started Game 4 a couple of days later and did not get did not pitch well again. He got hit hard all over again. He was asked about those decisions. Again, Andrew Friedman, and this was his response. And in the game, too, I totally get both sides of the argument. Um, you know, again, it gets back to the things that are, you know, kind of in that middle. Um, but that one I totally get the question to. I think, you know, it's obviously a better question for Doc and Mark. Um, but uh, certainly get both sides. It's obviously a better question for Doc and Mark. Now, he said at the beginning of the – there were some other questions about the rotations and things like that. And and he said, basically, look, everybody thinks I'm making these decisions. I'm not. These are decisions that are left up to the coaching staff and to the manager in the moment that we, we certainly talk and prepare, but – A lot of the preparation, but once the game starts, you know, they're – he almost has to just become a fan, a spectator, right? Like everybody else. It's out of his control. It's out of his control. Three hours into a game, you have a feel for certain things that are going on. A manager and the pitching coach should make those determinations. Nobody's texting Dave Roberts and saying, hey. Put Julio uh, in. Julio's got to come in right now. <laughs> right. Um, Manage that. That's I, not look, happening. I was leading the charge was saying that some of these weird decisions in game were not Dave's decisions, that these were made collectively before the game, that, hey, in the event that we're ahead by X amount of runs and this part of the lineup is coming up, let's bring in Julio. I I still think that there's probably a lot of truth to that. But when you hear what he said, those are questions better asked of Dave or of Doc and of Mark, Mark Pryor, the pitching coach. I was really struck by that. I was really struck by the, hey, look, because what I heard, 
And he wasn't accusing anybody. He wasn't throwing bombs. It wasn't his his tone wasn't elevated. It was none none of these things. But it was just here's what, how it works. What I heard was yeah. yeah, that didn't make any sense to me either. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. I, I want to play it again because tell me if that doesn't hit you the same way. And then the game too. I totally get both sides of the argument. Um, you know, again, it gets back to the things that are you know kind of in that middle. Um, but that one I totally get the question to. I think, you know, it's obviously a better question for Doc and Mark. Okay, um, that one I totally get the question to. It's a better question for Doc and Mark. What I heard was, yeah, I didn't quite get that one either. Nobody did. You know, I, 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 I spent I spent a Good lot of time point, I spent way. a lot of time talking about this and we had a lot of listeners react to it and you were doing the same thing. Wait, wait, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Wait, this guy's he's coming back to pitch in a couple of days. He's already pitched X amount of innings over his all-time record, 113, 117 Way over. innings. We're not talking about full of innings, yeah. What, why would you, you know, if you actually listen to Andrew Friedman, there were a couple other things that he said. He, he said that part of the job is to put the players in the best position to succeed. Mm -hmm. And that stuck out to me because I remember having the conversation the next day. You brought Julio in when you're up two runs. And it was a situation where your bullpen was already fantastic. They were playing. Your bullpen was carrying you through the it was postseason. Not, it was never one time the issue with that team. So you you brought you brought your bullpen, or you didn't go to your bullpen. You brought Julio in. Um, he looked gassed. He gave up two runs. You end up losing that game five four. You lost game two. Game two was big. You were about to walk. Got a two run lead in the eighth inning. Back to Dodger Stadium, taking getting the split that you wanted. Atlanta just got the split against Houston. That's all you're asking for when you're on the road. On top of that, he was pitching game four. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that situation where we could kind of bang our head as much as we want against the wall and say, "What were they thinking?" It, it also goes another level for Andrew Friedman to say. That's not my call. It's those I guys. didn't make that Ask call. Them. Ask those guys. Here, here's a here's an important question. When does Dave do his exit meeting? Yeah, well, because I mean, I, he, it's going to come up, and I just want to hear what Dave Roberts it, is going to say. It's already come up. You're talking about the specific comments about Friedman, what yes. him saying? Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to come up. That's different. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles and helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So. Let's continue that conversation. Let's talk about that because it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the first time they made me go, oh, well, maybe there is a little bit of a disconnect between what we'd like to see and what actually was taking place. And then, of course, there are the free agent conversations, namely what happens to Clayton Kershaw. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.